It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. And with that, for the first time ever, I'm no longer the coolest person from New Jersey on the show because that (laughs) honor goes to Joe Flacco. How you doing, Joe? Hey, Joe. Doing well, fellas. How you guys doing? Good. Hey, Joe, what a season. What a, what a uh, it wasn't even a season. Back third of the season. Uh, I'm wondering, what was your highlight? What was the moment that you will remember most from that crazy run? Uh, the Thursday night game in Cleveland was, uh, was a pretty cool night, uh, just in general. I mean, to clinch a playoff berth and like have it be under the lights in Cleveland, um, the atmosphere was pretty special that night. So I think we'll remember that one for a long time. By the way, Joe was on my podcast, of course, last week, and I really appreciate it, Joe. It was my most watched podcast besides a couple of the game, immediate game recaps ever. Yeah. So I appreciate you helping me with that, Joe, and Joe was great. But one thing I did, forgot to ask you, Joe, in the 30 minutes I kept you was, apparently, with all your career highlights, I forgot one important thing. I was told by my friend Tyvis Powell <laughs> over here that he spent two months with you on the Denver Broncos he was on the practice squad in, in, in November, December of 19, and he said he influenced your career more than any player in the history of the sport. Is that true? Tell Joe. him, Joe. Tell him, Joe. Uh, there you go. There you go. I, 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 oh, my God. Look at that guy. How did we, how did we get this? We had to dig deep in the archives. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. He, no, he, he had this clip saved. He, he had this clip saved on the iPad. Oh my goodness! Um, I'm trying to think. By by November, December, I, I don't even think I was really playing at that point. I think I hurt my neck at somewhere around that time, and I probably wasn't playing much after that. You know, you know, Joe, you missed out. You That's know, this funny. Was- this was the I best. think that's true. That's not me, I don't think. <laughs> no, no. Like I said, I don't think I was going at this point. That is I'm not correct. Joe Flacco. No, yeah, that's not Joe. That's definitely, yeah, you can tell it's not me. Joe, you missed out Sometimes on the Sometimes as a quarterback, you're in the room, it's like. <laughs> you missed out Go on ahead. the best DB that this the NFL has ever seen. You know? yeah. I believe <laughs> it. I believe it. <laughs> You know what Joe was thinking when you asked that question? Tyvis Powell. Who's Tyvis Powell? Was he my team? Tyvis Powell. Hey. Were you the equipment guy? Know your te- you you got to know your teammates. You got to know your teammates. The guy's a national champion for crying out loud. Yeah. Joe, I'm going to ask a real football question, man. Um, you know, we've been talking about scripted plays here, and people like, you know, everybody got their opinion on it. What is a scripted play? Are you off track? How many you got? What, what's going on? 
Um, how many teams do you believe run scripted plays and to start a game to start a game? You know, they scripted how many plays and what goes into that during the football week? I think everybody does. I mean, uh, you know, maybe there's some people out there, but everybody I've been with has some kind of scripted uh, first 15 or something like that. And it doesn't mean it's your first 15 plays. I, it, it doesn't take into account, um, you know, third downs and, you know, maybe you want a certain play on a certain hash, so you skip over one. I mean, a lot of the times that first 15 can can, can kind of carry you the whole first half because of all the mm. different situations you hit. You're not calling those in the red zone necessarily. So, like, you might hit three or four on the first drive, and then you come back on the second drive, hit three more. So it's just kind of a – it's just another part of the call sheet that kind of helps everybody – prepare for you know what we expect to happen in certain situations and what we can expect to have up next and it also gives the play caller that that reference to say hey let me get back on track here so as as, as much as it's like scripted it's really just kind of this you know it, it's another part of the play sheet that helps the play caller and helps the players kind of anticipate what's coming next Joe you know I, you got there a little bit late so you missed you know training camp and all of those things and the culture was pretty set you know I, you know I played in a lot of NFL teams and I've been in a lot of locker rooms and they talk about culture but with this Browns team mm -hmm. can you explain the culture that Kevin Stefanski has because obviously it was a bunch of magical things that was able to happen over there that is unexplainable so how do you explain it? Right. It's tough because I think every locker room you're in is somewhat unique, is definitely unique, but it's also special. Like every single locker room has great people in it and guys that you really, really enjoy being around. Um, ultimately, it comes down to everybody being able to buy into one common goal and, and make it more about the team than themselves. You know, because we all have like these personal aspirations that we want to go out there and accomplish, you know, all these goals we want to accomplish during the season. But in order to like buy in, and, and, and every like I said, every locker room has great guys. But um, in order to buy in, like and, and win as a team, you have to have that unit come together. And I mean, listen, you could tell very early on that there was a good core group of guys that didn't make it about themselves. So I think when you have those few those few guys, the leaders, so called of the team, that don't make it about themselves. It makes it easy for all those other guys to buy in and have that mindset as well. Joe, there seems to be this sentiment from a lot of fans and even media members like me who didn't play. I think a lot of uh, people feel, well, if the offensive coordinator is not calling the plays, then what's his job? And I, I, I've been saying, well, I think there's a lot that goes into it beyond just the play calling. You've worked, I assume, with offensive coordinators who were the play caller and offensive coordinators who were not, I know, right, I, in your career? So, like, what's the difference? Is the, uh, do, do you think lesser of an offensive coordinator who's not actually calling the plays? And does that guy still have a lot of impact in how the team performs offensively? Well, this was actually the first time that the titled offensive coordinator wasn't actually calling the plays. I think most people probably view the offensive coordinator as the guy that is calling the plays because that is, you know, ultimately the most important part about being a coordinator. Um, but here's the thing is a lot of the times, I mean, pretty much I would say all the time in that situation, the play caller is the head coach. So as a head coach, you have so many different roles throughout the week and you want to be able to manage the whole entire team. And you also still have to leave yourself time to, to be able to pre prepare yourself to call a game. So that means that you can check in on meetings here and there, 
with quarterbacks, but you also want to do it with other people. You also have to leave time to yourself to be able to develop in your mind how you're going to call this game. So now the offensive coordinator, the titled offensive coordinator, obviously helps out with that and brings his experience. But he's also the guy that's able to run those meetings, not only the quarterback meetings, but he's able to run all of the offensive meetings and speak on behalf of the guy that's calling the plays. And I think to have people that speak the same way and uh, that can relay those messages, it's, it's, it's really important. Uh, when you have these types of when you have these types of situations, you need somebody that you trust to be able to do that. Um, because, like I said, the he- a head coaching job just pulls you in so many different directions. And I'm just saying that from kind of an outsider. I mean, I have a little bit of a view on it because I, I see it every day, but it's not like I've actually been through it myself. But it's, it's a heavy load to be a head coach and a play caller, whether that's offense or defense, because, you know, listen, that's, it's an important part of the game, and, and there has to be a plan that goes with that. So to find that time to carve out for yourself is really important. Joe, with that in mind, Ken Dorsey was named – or recently the offensive coordinator and there's been a lot of speculation that perhaps that they went that route that he's been a play caller uh recently with the bills for a year and a half of experience do you do you get a sense that with that move that the browns are going to shift the play calling responsibilities from kevin to ken I, I mean, I have no idea. I, I as, as just like just like you guys talking about it, I wouldn't anticipate that. But I, I, I have no idea. Joe, um, you know, obviously quarterbacks are competitive, right? And um, we show we showed your competitive fire through the games that you played at the end of the season. Um, are you one of the top thirty-two quarterbacks in the world? And do you still see yourself as a guy that can nope. start? Of of course I do. I mean, of course I see myself as that. Um, You know, listen, I've been doing this for a long time, and it's tough to control what other people think of you. Um, You know, so if you don't believe in yourself, then nobody else is going to. Has there been, has has there been, I mean, I guess it's too early, but do you sense going into this offseason, based on how well you performed, that there'll (laughs) be more interest than there might have been last year? Listen, it's to have expectations going into something like this where there's so so many unknowns and you don't you don't know. Uh, you just have no idea how people are going to view you and, and and there's all kinds of external factors as well um, that you really can't control. So uh, I think I learned a little bit last year during the off season and during the first couple months of the season to try not to worry about those things and even if even if it might be positive, more positive than last year. I think you got to keep those things out of your head and just kind of take it day by day and, and, and be in the moment. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I know over the, the next couple months, you know, you have all kinds of different things going on where you can where your agent can kind of, you know, get a feel for some teams here and there. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't really want to have I, – I, I'm going to try to keep it out of my mind and not have any expectations. And like I said, just take care of what I can. Joe, you know, when you came to Cleveland and you got into this Kevin Stefanski offense, you did an amazing job at running play action and putting your back to the defense. And, you know, obviously it's a lot of quarterbacks that are not as comfortable. Why is it that you were so easy or why did it come so easy for you to be able to run play action, put your back to the, to the defense and still be able to be comfortable to make plays? 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I don't think you can overthink those kind of plays. It, you, you, as a quarterback, you have to look at it as, as a positive because it's like a breather play. You literally get to turn your back and turn your brain off for you know one second. Uh, you know, it feels like five seconds. But when you hear a play action, you're like, okay, here we go. Just turn your back, forget about everything for a second, you know, get your little pre-snap picture and come up and run your progression. So I think it's one of those types of plays where it's like, oh, here, here we go. We're just going to call and run. A, we're just going to call and run it here. And it's one of the plays that you get throughout the 70 plays in, this, in, in a game that, like I said, I, at least the way I view it is you can kind of, you know, you can take a little bit of a breath and say, okay, there's not much I really have to think about here. I just have to make a good play fake and and not try to and, and try to not be too greedy. Uh, a lot of the times when the play action passes, you do get those big chunk plays, but it, it's underrated how many times defenses are ready for it and checkdowns go for 10 to 12 yards. So I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to those things is to not be too greedy. Joe, did you watch the uh, NFC Championship game? Are you like into the games or? You know what? I didn't. I did not. Uh, I actually drove down to Baltimore um, and met some people for for dinner that were in in town for that game. So I only followed it. <laughs> yeah. I followed it with them, like on on an, on the ESPN app. To be honest with you, okay. kind of you know. So I'm but sure I didn't get. A, I didn't. I did not get a chance to watch it. But I, I you know, I I got the gist of the game. I'm curious because I'm in the minority in the media. Like to me, Dan Campbell. This is who Dan Campbell is. He goes for fourth downs. Right. This is who he is. I, I defended it by saying, like, if I were a player, I'd want to play for a guy like that who's aggressive. Now, the, the second one, we're at 27-24. Maybe he should have kicked that one. I understood certainly why he tried to go for a, a first down on 24-10. But, again, if I were a player, I'd want my coach because that shows confidence in the offense, shows confidence in the defense that you could stop him if right. you don't get it. What do you think as a former player who's been around? Did he, did he lose his mind? Or, or do you buy what uh, it Listen, is? listen, listen. Player's perspective versus yeah. a rational perspective might not always be the same thing. You know, <laughs> That's fair. players That's are true. players are meant like to be in the game and, and, and run the situation and whatever's called, you do it, you know. And yeah, maybe you do respect the fact that that's what we've done all year and that's what we're going to continue to do. But I think when you look at those situations from just the general, from an outsider's view, um, and, and the, the amount of games that I've been a part of, Field goals matter so much. I mean, they do, and I, I I get it. I get the urge to want to discount them to a certain extent, and I get that everybody wants to be in the analytics these day these days. And it says, "Hey, go for it on fourth down, and your, your chances of winning increase to this." But here's the thing, you know, that's over at least the way I understand it. They're taking those statistics over 250 snaps. Well, guess what? You don't guess how many snaps you don't get to run. You don't get to run 254th down snaps 
and play the odds because you're going to say, hey, we're going to convert 65% of these right. and we're not going to convert 35. Well, you, you get to do two of them in a game, you know? Mm -hmm. So you might be the two that don't get it. And the way it sways the game is, is huge. The other part of it is, is, hey, like, we're the Cleveland Browns. We just ran the ball on fourth and short 10 straight times. And now all of a sudden we have a play action set up. Like, or, hey, all the teams that got the teams that converted 65%. Those teams were twelve and four teams, and they converted them versus you know right. three and fourteen teams. Like and those are the teams that are the going analytics. For. Yeah, the analytics side of the game is just when it comes down to it, you, it's not like you're sitting at a blackjack table for three hours and you truly get to play the odds. You're playing it one play at a time, and it's and it's almost an individual. It, it becomes more individual at that point. So you have to have a feel for the game and a feel for your team. The amount that in both games, the amount of coast, the amount of times the teams went for the fourth down, I was sitting there thinking, man, and and they worked out sometimes and they didn't. So obviously there's going to be two different uh, thought processes there, but I'm ultimately take the field goal. I mean, how many times at the end of the half do you kick a field goal and it matters? And it, it's just it's it's important I think to take the points, especially at this time of the year where those things really seem to come, uh, you know, into the spotlight. You know, Joe, I, you know, I, I got to tell you, um, you know, during the season, I used to call you Flacavelli because uh, he was like, he was like Machiavelli and Tupac and he was doing a thing. <laughs> the first time Joe's heard that. First time Flacavelli, man. I, I, I love it. I yeah. And, and, and I, I just got to say, I'm sitting up here close and watching you right now. Um, does your wife know that your beer game is that crazy? Like, does she know? Like, does she know? Like, does she really know? Because, like, 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 I, I, I've prayed to God. Like, I, I've asked him, and he, he just flat out said, "No, I got beaver fur. It don't even grow in at all." Can you give? Can you give uh, some, oh, something man. to the people that's struggling out there to get a beer game? I mean, do you, you do you use clippers too? Like, it looks like you use black guy clippers. Like, that's lined up. You know what I do? I, you know. It, Honestly, I hate shaving, so I'm pretty lazy. I have a set of good, like, hair clippers, cordless hair clippers. I take it down to a one. I let it grow out to whenever I let it go. Usually when the neck gets a little bit too crazy, that's when I, that's when I shave again. Mm -hmm. that's um, funny. You know, there was a point where my wife hated it. It was probably when we were a little younger and we were still making out a lot, and she was like, dude, <laughs> you're, you're carving me up. You're carving you're tearing, you know, yeah. you're tearing me up here. But I think at this point she's gotten yeah. used to me having, you know, a little bit of something on my face. Crispy, crispy. I knew you was a black dude hey. underneath that. Yeah, there you <laughs> Joe, we were calling you and Kevin uh, the NFL's version of the Property Brothers. Man, them boys. Who's yeah. the game is better? Them boys. Whew, it was Kevin's crazy. is better. Kevin's is better. He's got a little bit more salt and pepper in there, and he actually he's committed to the beer. Like I said. I kind of just grow it out till it gets too sloppy, and then I cut it off. Like he's actually committed, uh, so his is definitely better. <laughs> Mike, you got a story? Yeah, Joe. Want? If we're uh, if we're gonna take a little turn to a fun side of things, yeah. I got to know Casey Keeler very well when I worked in Texas, and they had walk-ons at Sam Houston State. <laughs> and for a story, I tried to walk on for the football team. We recorded. I had the video. I should have had it ready. I threw one pass, and he looked at me, and Coach Keeler goes. You're a lefty Joe Flacco. If he had no talent, it was a foot and a half shorter. Right? <laughs> I'm the same person, Joe, from Jersey, and I'm the lefty short version of you. So yeah. There you go. <laughs> Coach Keeler's my guy. We had him on. Uh, he had some great that sounds stories. like him. Yeah, he said he uh, – I heard on an interview you said he likes to exaggerate the baseball story of your Yeah, for Twitter. sure. He, 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 he definitely likes to, to make a story out of it. That, that's, that's definitely the case. <laughs> yeah, that sounds just like Coach Keeler. I, I let him run with it. Hey, you know. 
Joe, what's next? Obviously, and I, and I, I know that you're not done playing football, and it's, I think somebody's going to bring you in for sure. And my hope is you get an opportunity to start again. But let's move past the playing field. Um, you could coach. You could go into the broadcasting end of it, and you can have another 20-year career there. What is next for Joe Flacco when you finally put the helmet away? Man, I don't want to do any of those things. That's for sure. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, coaching, uh, you know, 15 years ago when I came into the league, to both of those things, it was a hard no. Coaching is still a hard no. The broadcasting thing, I mean, geez, it's gotten so out of control uh, with the money. It almost, like, tempts you to, like, say, why not? But, it's stealing money, Joe. I really, I, I'm telling oh, you. my gosh. I, I really – it's not, though. It's something that you want – if I was to do that, obviously I'd want to be good at it, and I don't really have a burning desire to be good at that. Like, I really would rather just disappear and, you know, never hear from me again. So hopefully that's what I stick to and, and nobody talks me into doing it. Um, so I don't know. I honestly don't know. I've never known what I want to do. I, you know how lucky I am to get to do this, That's play amazing. football? Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. I mean, I, who the hell knows where I would be if this wasn't the case. So to have to think about, like, what's going to happen in the future, I I have no idea. And like I said, I really don't want to be behind a camera doing all those different types of things. But it's probably something that I would at least mildly entertain. Joe, you know, Deshaun is coming back from a, the shoulder injury. Um, what was your relationship like and what advice do you have for him, you know, getting back to trying to be a really good quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, listen, I, I, I think those types of things, they heal up and he'll do and, and, and with everything at his disposal, he'll do a great job of getting back in there and, and, and making sure he's healthy and, and, and ready to roll from day one. Um, I think the biggest thing for him is, you know, he, 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 with, with that injury, it's, it's been, it's been a couple of years since he's been able to play a full year. So it's just, you know, it's just getting back to the point where you're, you got the full confidence going. Um, you always need to kind of, you know, confirm to yourself that you're capable of doing what you, what you just did. So for him, it's just being able to settle in and, you know, Listen, I don't love to talk for him, but he, you know he knows how to do it, and he'll he'll get himself right. Joe, we're we're hopeful that Nick Chubb, coming off a devastating injury earlier this season, can bounce back and be healthy again next year. Because you know, for many of us, he's been our favorite player here. The guy's been an absolute yeah, stud. I'm sure. A, yeah, as an opponent of of Nick Chubb, what what did you think of him as a player? I think he's he's unbelievable. I mean, he's so cool to watch. Like just like a true running back. I mean. I kind of envisioned him, you know, 20, 25 years ago, the way the league was, when you could just kind of turn around and hand the ball off to him. I mean, how incredible he is at just watching, you know, the balance, the the, the vision, the just the athletic ability, the strength. I mean, there's so many different things about his game. He's he's, he's really is incredible. Uh, he's a really good running back. And I think you know, in today's game, it's everybody just makes such a big deal about the quarterback. But like the guys that are so fun to watch are the receivers and the running backs. They're just so fun to watch. I mean, I remember turning on like NFL films, like Walter Payton highlights or Barry Sanders highlights and Jerry Rice. And that's what football is. I mean, besides the offensive defensive line, it's like it's those guys like just you know, winning one-on-ones and just, you know, Jim Brown, like th- those things are much more fun to watch. Like that's football. So it, he kind of brings you back to that. Uh, it's a lot of fun to watch a really good running back go. 
Joe, um, I'm not going to lie. Um, when you were here uh, with the Ravens and you used to walk in here silently and beat the brakes off of us, uh, we had to deal with you and Roethlisberger, um, and it wasn't nice. But you come full <laughs> circle. You come full circle, and now you got a cult in Cleveland. You literally, it's you and Baker Mayfield. They still, Y'all got cults. You can't say nothing about Joe Flacco. No, you can't say anything. <laughs> Um, how, how <laughs> crazy was it to hear them like chanting your name and them being a division yeah. rival with the Ravens? How crazy was that? The fans support you. They love you to death. How did that feel, man? I think in those moments, you forget about the fact that you were a rival and, 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 and coming in here as a, as an opponent all those years. Um, I think you can imagine, obviously that stuff feels good. I mean, when you, it feels good to play well and, and win football games. And when you have that added little thing on top where, you know, for some reason, people are relating to you and, and really you can tell that they genuinely in, in, enjoy the fact that I was there. I, it just, you know, you can, like I said, you can imagine when people like you, you, you or you feel like people embrace you, then it makes you feel pretty good. And it makes you want to it makes you want to do right by them. So it, it, it was pretty amazing. And like I said, I think I you don't really think about the opponent part of it in all those years. You just kind of put yourself in that moment. It's hard to in those types of situations. It's hard not to be in the moment. it's it's a little bit surreal but you know it's it's damn cool joe last question you know obviously you and i think for all of us we feel like you should still be a starter in the league but if it ends up being a backup role this year are you comfortable in that situation with the browns or anybody else listen like i i think we've i've talked about it with people before like i'd have to uh probably you know, one backup job may be different than another backup job. Uh, one starting job, you know, whatever it may be. I think each each and every situation or opportunity that comes my way, whether that's one or three, I, I'm going to have to assess for what it is. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, there's obviously spots where I'm going to be comfortable um, taking that role to some extent. But you do have to, you know... Obviously, I, I do want to play some games. Right. Uh, I feel like I can do that. But listen, I've, I've also think that I've done a good job where I've been and, and, that I, and I haven't played games. I think I've shown that I can, I can be the guy that helps the guy out and helps a team out and helps a locker room out and, and does all those things. And when I'm called on, you know, I can go do that. But it's not like, you know, it's not like, I'm going to go in and, and be a problem, even though that, even though you know what my mindset is. Um, so yeah, I think each each and every situation is, is its own unique one, and there's probably certain situations where I'd, I'd feel comfortable doing that. At the same time, you know, there was a positive this year about not being anywhere. Obviously, the way it worked out was, uh, you know, was pretty cool. So. Awesome. Well, Joe, we really appreciate it. Thank you to your agent, Joe Linda, for helping us set this up. And just so you know, we're not making up the Flaccavelli thing. This was something we made on. uh, Yeah. This was was previous to the Rams game in your first start. I I like the sound of it. Yeah, I like the sound. (laughs) Flaccavelli rewinds time. There we go. Joe, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Joe. All right, guys. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks for the memories, buddy. Thanks for the memories. Yeah, appreciate it. Joe Flacco. I'll see you guys. Yeah, no, he's first first rate guy. Yeah, uh, comes through the way he handles himself. Yeah, and I, uh, I I don't think he's done. I don't. I saw enough no. highlight moments in big moments in games to tell myself that this guy can play in the. To your question, yeah, he's one of the top thirty-two in the world. Oh no, you know, listen, Flacco ain't listen, listen. I'll cut through. He couldn't say it. I'll say it for you. Flaccovelli still think he can start, bro. He ain't playing no games. He's trying to go start I think for he somebody. Can too. He's Sounds in like a he wants to be a spot. Star. 
that a lot of older quarterbacks are. Is he one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league? Yeah. But the problem is he's close enough to the bottom of that 32 that teams would rather you go know, with a young guy. If I'm Carolina, I'm bringing him in tomorrow. He's what. Here's what his role is going to be. A starting quarterback who's a bridge to the future. Yeah, so They're not going to go backwards and not start the guy. I'm just saying yeah. I, I saw enough in, in, out of Bryce Young to know that he is not ready. Now, there are some guys that are ready, and yeah. you wouldn't want to bring him in because I think he could stunt someone's you growth. Know. However, I mean, and I, I would give up on Bryce Young. He's 5'10". But maybe there's a team that drafts a quarterback this year that thinks he needs a mentor. He needs to learn how to be a pro like Baker did. I'm about to say the commanders. The commanders, the commanders are another team. Like, we don't know. But, but again, with how played for a whole season and had moments. Maybe it's a guy who's not currently in the NFL who's going to be drafted highly by a team to be the future, and they're going to immediately say, I'm going to sign Prof- Professor Flack- Flackavelli. The Patriots are a and possibility. Patriots are but another he also one. said, I, I, my sense is the Browns are not going to be high on his list because if Watson's healthy, he's not going to play. Right. Now, now Watson's been hurt a lot. And but coming ta- back from his injury is that we don't have a test case. Right, but he talked about the fact that not all backup jobs are created equal. Right. He, he, if he gets an opportunity, he's probably going to choose a backup job where he's more likely to play because there's not a clear Quarter- starting And it's crazy not to. Could yeah. you know, to clock's Denver? ticking. Who's the quarterback in there? Oh, oh they're yeah, moving yeah. on from Russ. Yeah. Oh, he could go back it all there. depends. There will be teams next year that get ready to go into the season with a guy that they love for the future, but they're afraid of what's going to happen in the short term. Joe is the perfect tutor. Yeah to come in and show him how to carry yourself and be a professional. Well, yeah, but tell, how you aff- uh, uh, I'm right. tell you one but thing. But he may be content to just wait till there's a starting job, whether that's middle of the season like this year. It worked or, out for him yeah. last year. I'm going to say one yeah. thing. Joe, if you go back to Denver, you tell them that the only way you will come back is, is if Tyrus Powell come with you. We are a package deal. Let's go back and do they some things. Like, you talk about what's immediate. Y'all seen the tape? Y'all I see. was out of my break before the quarterback had the they ball gonna, out. They're going to be ooh, like, Tyrus Powell, yeah, we put you in a media game. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 See you? I mean, it was like watching ants on that thing. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. I'm pretty sure it was a tape from Bedford High School. Y'all are sick. You know that? Y'all, y'all need help. We do need help. Yeah. All right, where are we going, Mike? Well, here's the play from Tyvis again. This is full screen, so maybe you can see it. <laughs> he out of the break before anything. Oh, that boy is. He caught the ball. Wait, he though. caught the ball. Yes, went for I a can't touchdown. hit the man in practice. We don't even have pants on. Well, Look is at that, that you running across the field? No, no, I'm no, at, he's I'm the safety. Oh, What's okay. wrong with you? Go. Ooh, he, he lied down. Well, oh, lady. Listen, listen. What? That's night, night right you there. What, what Steph Curry do after he hit the game winner? <laughs> night, <laughs> night. Tyvis, Look, that's night, night, night right there. Tyvis, you showed that way too early. Why would you, you creeping? What you mean? I want you to stay middle field and then break on it. No, 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 no. See, it's all about. So, no so at safety, it's all about reading your quarterback. So what I did was initially safeties line up at about 15 yards for that play in particular. I lined it Unless up you're at Greg 20. Williams. You know why I lined it up at 20? Because Peppers told you to. No, I lined, <laughs> no, I lined <laughs> it up at Greg 20. Williams Listen, no, this is right. serious. I lined it up at 20 on that play because I said to myself, I'm not backing up. I'm not taking no read steps. I'm flat footing this whole thing. And as soon as he come out of his read, I'm taking off. So as soon as he took his drop and he hitched and that shoulder went like this, gone. I'd have loved to be in the, I'd love being See in the that that right the there? That right there is how you go from 
getting a PBU to getting a pick six. It's By little way, things you, like you know, that. He literally said to this, some, did, did this to somebody in the locker room yeah. after it was done. You literally had this conversation. Yeah. That's how you got to do it. I, I was I'm already listening. But you didn't have the pick. How much was no, the defense I, talking, Tyvis, about, man, Drew Locke sucks? Well, that wasn't Drew. No, no, they actually. So this is the thing. Back when, so well, Joe, Joe got injured. Yeah. And Drew Locke ended up getting hurt at some point yeah. of that year. So, so when, I, that? when I got there, it was uh, Brandon Allen was the starting. Oh, oh wow. Locke. So you and read they, his right. shoulders. And they so beat the Browns, yeah. by the so, way. That's so right. They did. They, 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 they did. did. That guy yeah, with Allen. Yeah, so, so Brandon so Allen. Many highlights. I was sitting there at this time. This is what my third or fourth year in the league. So I'm like, at this point, I, I, I know safety, but I, I can read quarterback shoulders. So I'm like, well, let me let me test this theory because I had learned to read the front tip when tip. I was with the Browns. It was this dude by the name of, uh, what was the DB coach? Jared Cruce? Cruce? I can't remember what his name was. Wait, what? His shoulder, shoulder tip. Okay. His shoulder tip. Okay. Like yeah. it's like a pitcher tipping yeah. his pitches. Yeah, yeah. shoulder tip. Quarterback had That's a tell. That's what he was thinking about there. He was yeah. thinking yeah. about a ball. That was borderline. No, no, no. I said shoulder tip. Mm. I didn't say just tip. I said yeah. shoulder that tip. That was the first time. Yeah. Just you, just, you heard what you wanted to hear. That's your own problem. <laughs> Anyways, I was putting that theory to test in Denver, mm -hmm. and it worked like a charm. Now, if it worked, shouldn't have you have because you read it and got such a great break? Shouldn't that have been a pick? No, because <laughs> see, see, this is the thing. So this is the thing. He's just messing with you. I know he is, yeah. but I'm trying to I'm trying to educate him a little bit. The thing is, in <laughs> practice, you got to find your sweet spot. So mm. what I learned is 20 is a little too far. You got to be about oh, 17. Oh, so you were too far away yeah, to get 17 to the ball. or 18 yeah. would have put me right there to undercut it. By oh, the way, nice. good but news. But you got to test it in practice. Some things, you know, a lot of people don't know about. You know? Good sure, news. I, I test, you got to test your reins in practice. The Steelers have hired uh, failed Falcons head coach Arthur Smith as their OC. Really? Yes. Wow. Is he uh, a good OC? That's he horrible. He was decent in Tennessee. Look yeah. how he got awful he was in Atlanta. Well, but you know what, though? The list of OCs that were effective, that were debacle head coaches and DCs, it's long. It's hard to do it. And I love yeah, what, but I he love what play, Joe said. But he was terrible as a play caller in Atlanta, and he had all kinds of talent. Here's, what I, love, though, about, do here's what I love about what Joe Flacco said. He, I thought he gave us insight on that well, and the, the analytics. On the OC was fantastic. But the OC was – it was enlightening yeah, to hear yeah, him yeah. say that. And I've always heard guys say, when you're the OC, that's a 65-hour-a-week full-time job. Whether you're the head coach or not, you still have to be the OC. So, in Atlanta, where, I'm just guessing, where Smith got buried was with all the other stuff he had to do. You're, you're the master to all, and you're good at none of it. Well, but he said that the OC that's in name what, is doing a lot of that other stuff that the... <laughs> well, what he said was, when you're the head coach that you yeah. call the plays, it's really difficult because you're still the OC. You're still you're calling plays. You're that's where your thrust is. And he said, if you're getting pulled in a million different directions, how do you have time to sit in on the DB meeting? How do you have time to sit I don't in think on the he linebacker? He brought it up meeting? as a negative. I didn't think he. I, I didn't take no, it that way. I don't think it was. He was saying it shouldn't be done. But I think what he said was. In most situations, the offensive coordinator calls the plays. So when the well, head in his coach, career, it's been yeah. The case, so yeah. when the head coach takes on that responsibility, yeah. you can see he's getting pulled in a million different directions. Some people can multitask and do it, yeah. and I think in Smith's case, he couldn't. No, he was obviously overwhelmed. not. He Definitely just, could not. We're gonna move yeah. on, and boy, you're gonna help us lead this next one after 
A quick word from game time. If you're trying to go to the Cavs-Pistons game tomorrow and you need some last-minute tickets, there's no better place to find them than GameTime.co or the GameTime app. Don't worry about buying tickets for your next big event, whether it's a sporting game, a music show, a comedy event, a theater performance, anything near you, it's on the GameTime app. And the best part about the GameTime app is they have the GameTime guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price so if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, well, GameTime gives you a credit for 110% of the difference. You can take all the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Just download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Again, just create an account, redeem code LOCKEDON for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Bull, you uh, brought this up. Oh, by sorry. the way, Mike, I'm giving you an A for that commercial read. The, Thank you, you fell short of an A plus because you said sporting games. That didn't sound natural. Yeah, that, that was definitely not the right verb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but still, use game time. And you could have hyped it up by saying Dar- Darius Garland's return. Yeah. Anyway, so, sorry to side sidetrack. So, Bull, yeah. I'm gonna let you leave this because you actually brought this topic up to us a couple weeks ago. We haven't done it yet, but you said. Or you asked us in a pre-show meeting, is Joe Flacco on the Mount Rushmore of recent, relatively modern-day Cleveland athletes who will never have to buy a beer in the city for themselves again? And, and my point was, by the way, and I don't know how everybody picked this, I was talking about guys that are a little off the beaten path. Like, like obviously LeBron. LeBron, yeah, obviously LeBron. LeBron would never have to buy a beer or Jose Ramirez, but those guys are boring. They're the superstars. <laughs> I'm talking about the guys who are not the, the lead dogs of a team I, Flacco became that for a few weeks, but in general, he hasn't been, right? So I'm talking about guys that gave you a moment or gave you a few moments or were the second or third or fourth guy on a team that led you to some success. That That's how I was like Matthew Della Vadova. Exactly. And he is on. I, let me give you my mouth. Can I give you mine? Mike? <laughs> yeah, but I was going to say you give it. I don't know if everyone else made their own list. No, these guys. I can think of some off the top. Rajon so Bo, give us your list and everyone else you can chime All in, right. add on. And then we'll talk a little Monty Bates for G Bush. So here's my guys on my Mount Rushmore of modern Wait, guys. Monty Bates is going to be on G's list. No, Monty no. Bates, you're talking next. Oh, okay. Man, I misunderstood that. He just turned 20 years old. Do not buy a Monty Bates a beer. That's yes. illegal. You're trying That's to set him up. So my guys in, in recent times that are not big names – to make my list of Mount Is that Rushmore. a prerequisite? They had to not be like a No, that's name? how I that's, oh, that's I how just it, wanted to do it that okay. way. Okay. So, so unsung Mount Rushmore. Yes. Uh, yeah. One of the guys, I guess, is more sung than the others, if you will. But uh, <laughs> Matthew Della Vadova is on my list. Okay. Right? I mean, the, the guy, J.R. Smith, who's also on my list, maybe he's a little above the line I was he might have he but, got crossed off your list when they did when but, he did what he did. Yes, but he was a big part. Of, he was, I think, the most underrated guy in their championship, in my opinion. Richard Jefferson. No, I think okay, maybe, but I, my guy was Jr. <laughs> and Jr. made himself a legend with no shirt at the parade. He like did. that was legendary status. Mm-hmm. So and, his bust on the Mount Union would have no shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, exactly. And Jr. said that Matthew Delavadova literally almost the year died. before almost died. Checking Steph Curry. To, you know, so it was amazing. So those are the guys. Those are two of the guys, mm-hmm. Delhi and Jr. The other two are. Baseball guys. Rajay Davis. Rajay Davis. Of course. Of course. Has I mean, to he's got to be on there. Rajay's got to be on there. And this one is way, way, way under the radar, but Ryan Merritt. Wow, man. I don't know him. Ryan it was Merritt. a one-night thing. It was a one-night thing. Ryan Merritt thing. has pitched like 
20 major league innings. Yeah. His career's over. Yeah. He hasn't pitched since Done. 2017. Boy, I have one bad job out of you, though. Would people what? recognize Ryan Miller? No, they would literally have to say, who the hell's that guy? So how That'd be like putting Miller Fillmore on the presidential Mount Well, Rushmore. but Ryan Merritt for a week was a celebrity in Cleveland. For a week. Yeah, it's Bull's list. Bull, yeah. Bull went a different route than I, I went. Yeah, but Ryan Merritt, like the guy pitched one of the biggest games in the modern history of the Guardians. He did. He, he only went four and a third, but this day and age, that's not bad in the playoffs. No, it was a good he, effort. He allowed like four base runners and didn't give up a run yeah. and helped lead them to the I just need World more. Series. I, if I'm going to buy the but, guy a beer every time I see him, I need more now. There was a moment. people were Remember when people were buying him off his gift registry for a week? Yeah, it was I do, crazy. It, so Ryan, really? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, for a minute, for a minute, and I mean for 15 minutes, yeah. <laughs> he had a level of fame here. It was crazy, and it burned out just as fast. It was a week. and he was hey, done. That was it. Some people done. don't get that low. Yeah. Right? Okay. Who's on yours? So I didn't. I didn't know. Bad job out of McNuggets. We just gonna put that out there because that's. Uh, not, no, no, no. Let me I'm, read the yeah, exact yeah, yeah, Please do because that's not Each what it says. Each person makes their own list. Oh, so okay. bad job out of you for oh, not doing the rundown. Well, okay, if that's the case, then I can use. I didn't know we wasn't doing stars. No, we don't. That was it's, just my choice. Oh, oh well, well, I picked, decided to go oh, with picked, unsung guys. That was oh, just my choice. I did, I did LeBron, Joe Thomas, uh, Tito Francona because I wanted to be different. And my last one was Bernie Kosar. They'll well, never no, buy. See, I wanted they'll Bernie never. on my list. I think Bernie's they'll too never, old. But they'll never buy one. The bad job out of McNuggets <laughs> was here. Okay? This has see? become a pick on McNuggets. Did, I, did I not put it in all caps? <laughs> no, no, wait what, a minute. Read it. Let me read, read it. Read what he said. <laughs> Once again, in all caps, Titus, yeah. pull up your phone so you can confirm. Yeah, I don't need this. it. I read it twice. Each person makes their own list with four asterisks. It does not say that. modern slash relatively modern Cleveland athletes okay. who will never have to buy a beer in Cleveland. So, here's it your time frame. Modern slash relatively. Yeah, modern. I, that threw me off. In the dinosaur world, <laughs> modern slash relatively modern could be Otto Graham. It could be Bernie Kozak. No. What does that mean? Uh, Jay, modern? you stretched a lot of takes on this show. That might be the wow. loosest stretch of the No, Mike. Okay, just explain <laughs> modern. What does modern mean? Like the modern day, 99 on. Modern day. Oh, 99 on. Then why weren't you specific? Well, I got, defend, I got to defend Mike on this. You, if you guys were unsure, you could have asked him. No. So, so listen. Uh, listen. This is the beauty. This is the if beauty the of case, generation I, right here. I changed if, it, if it had, didn't happen in my lifetime, it didn't happen. Modern. That's, That's what I said, and relatively modern for the old guys. Again, like very, very, very so descriptive. Is Bernie not relative? How about modern? you just say from Bernie's 2000 yeah. on? Okay. From it, well, 2000 it on. Whatever you wanted. If we do a 2000 to 2000 on. So Bernie's in. Bernie. No, Bernie's, Bernie's out. In. Oh, 2000. I would change Bernie for Nick Chubb. See, Nick Chubb's a great Man, one. Is, I think you're. <laughs> Chubb instead of. Yeah, uh, Tito on there? I had Chubb, Tito. Yeah. LeBron and Joe Thomas? LeBron and Joe Thomas. Because I'm going, here's the thing. It's Mount Rushmore. Yeah. You want people to come and see it. You want people to spend money. Uh, I, I really was, I was close to putting Baker? Rajay Davis. Oh, it was, so for me, it was between Rajay Davis and Tito. But imagine that you draw this Mount Rushmore up and you put Rajay Davis on there. There'll be a lot of people that say, who is that? I think that might be Rajay Davis, Ugh. but I'm not sure. Like this is, this is like the Hall of Fame. Not the Hall of Pretty Good. I hope. I just hope G. Bush did. Did you put Imani Bates on there? No. Mm-mm. Not yet, huh? Yet. You got a little, a little That's his future, my okay. <laughs> Who you got, G? G, who's on your list? All right, man. So, first of all, yeah, this, this is blasphemous. <laughs> if you put anybody but Bernie on there, y'all, y'all okay. Well, See, modern, that's, thank you. Like, relatively like, modern. Like, that's the, he's the most relevant 
Like, I, I, he's the most recognizable Cleveland Brown. I said, let me ask you this, though, G, because this is, I, he was going to be on mine, but I said, well, by, by McNuggets, extremely vague, maybe one of the worst descriptives on this history of the show. Right. It's modern slash relatively modern. I'm going to be to so me, descriptive in the rundown That's tonight. not modern. Yeah, I'm going to tell you when to breathe. That, yeah, that's Perfect. Mike, Mike, I'm with you. These guys are all out of pocket Ooh, right now. All three of them are out the of pocket. The guy that kicks you in the nuts more than anybody. Now he's with you when you're absolutely I'm wrong. I'm with him. The second Wait, I'm no, with him. The Mike, second. First of all, I can read. I, I was bull threw me off because he said yeah. that but I, was I didn't want to do it. So when you said that, I thought, oh, did I miss something? No, no, you didn't something? miss okay, so After Gino, that, it was good. Go ahead, cool. go ahead, it's Who's G's your list, guy? and if, if you want to put Bernie on it, he's, <laughs> it's your list. Bernie, Whoever you want. Bernie on there. Yeah. Joe what? Thomas on that joint, easy money. It's the easiest money you ever going to get. Mm-hmm. And by the way, y'all, y- y'all disrespectful, by the way. <laughs> Jim Brown. Kyrie Irving on that list. Hmm. Ooh, no. How do you put Kyrie Irving on there? He hit the biggest shot in the history of the Cavs organization. He did. I'm going to give you a shot. He did. He, 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 he hit a shot. I'm going to give him a shot. Out. So you got Bernie, I don't LeBron, disagree. Kyrie, and I'm going to give him a shot. Don't and, disagree. And I'm going to get a great story for Kyrie, too. Who's your fourth? Oh, the fourth one. Is, this one is very easy. Albert um, Bale. No. Jim Tomey. It's, it's their Le- guy. Jose Ramirez. But what about LeBron? Kenny Le- Love. You're not even going to touch LeBron. You think LeBron gonna take a drink from you? He's a billion dollars. Like, <laughs> yeah, but this is your Mount Rushmore. Wait, was no, it Mount Rushmore or was it buying no, a drink? No, 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 I thought no, it was no. buying a drink. It's, 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 see, it's, bad job out of McNuggets. Say it. Say it. It's about a lot of confusion the, on this on this assignment. I don't think he ever said Mount Rushmore. I think one of you guys changed it. It's to a, Mount it's, Rushmore. Wait a minute. Let's, let me let me read it again. Mount Rushmore, not me. Let me read it again. Just made that up. It says each person makes their own list. Top four modern slash relatively modern Cleveland who will never have to buy a beer That's in right. Cleveland. So, so Jay or one of you guys made up Mount Rushmore. No, well, you well, said it. So, so wait a minute. So where it is, is, is that the Joe Tom or Joe Flacco on the Mount Rushmore of Cleveland. Ding, 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 ding. I never said Mount Rushmore. Uh, McNuggets? Okay, you know what? There, the, it's a massive fail out of here. In the previous one above, I mentioned Mount Rushmore, but I didn't tell you to make your own you Mount You just Rushmore. said 30 seconds ago, I never said Mount Rushmore. In that, listen, and the text proves. Is it in the text or not? From 1230 to 1240. Council, answer the question. Is it in the text or yeah. not? At some point in my life, you I can't handle the truth. Yes, at <laughs> You're some awful. point in my life, I've texted Mount Rushmore. All right, guys, you know who else is on the Mount Rushmore of G League this season? G Bush, Amani Bates, and we're gonna talk about Amani and the Cavs coming up on the Ultimate Cleveland Cavs show, which starts on Friday. But G Bush, this is your victory lap, your tour, your boy has made the G victory League all-star lap? game. Yeah, yeah, but but wait a minute, before you say that, the Swifties got so much power. That Kyle Yuschek's wife is now an official license C of the NFL. She wow, no she's gonna make because she's been making the jackets and, and stuff. And they've been really yeah, and they've well been received. taking off. The NFL has signed. Now, her. Good that, for her. She gave her the, the power of Cleveland the Swifties. Tie. She got Cleveland the stimulus tie. package. By Ooh. the way, on, a, on a, an unrelated note, what percentage of Americans do you think know who the four presidents are at Mount Rushmore? Say that again. Less than 50. Oh, oh good. Easy, less than 50. What's the question? What percentage of Americans I may know not the even. four presidents on Mount Rushmore? We got Lincoln, Bush, we're going to get to a money base. Washington, Washington, Jefferson, and so Lincoln, Roosevelt. Who did I Lincoln, miss? Washington, Steve Jefferson, Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Yeah. That's it. 
Okay. Steve cheated. You guys got to. Well, Roosevelt's the big one. Roosevelt is so distinctly unique in his look. So is Millard Fillmore, who I mentioned before. With well, and he was the only. Chops. And he was the only president who was. G. Bush, Armani Bates, Go ahead, Armani Victory lap. Go. Uh, listen, uh, you know, f- first of all, uh, according to most of you, Imani Bates would either be dead or in jail by now. Uh, with, with the narrative, Might as well be. No, with, with the narrative that you gave out. Oh, he's a thug. He's a thug. I never, who said I never that? called a player a thug ever. Who said that? Listen. All these, listen, they got to keep an infrastructure around him. (laughs) I don't don't know what kind of, does he have a skill set? Oh, my goodness. Listen, they did say that he's the best. He is the best player in the G League. Not only did they say he'd be out of the league. It's like being the the tallest person in a short place. Hold on, don't do that. We're not going to diminish it We're not going to diminish it. They told me they told me he couldn't shoot no jumpers. They told me. No, they never said that. No, they said, oh, is he really a knockdown? Shooter, sure, is he not down shooter? <laughs> you see his numbers and you see his stats. Matter of fact, to be truthful, G must be right about a lot of stuff, don't I? DeWan Jones, I'm gonna piggyback that move. He just became the best tackle that we got. And somebody said, you know what, DeWan Jones is Go out buck. of shape and he gonna throw up. Go no, I'm body based. I said, I said, Sam Merrill was a ball player. G Bush is, is summer league. No one watches summer league. Well, I watch him shoot 45% in the league on boys. Best, oh, best shooter Greg, on the cast. Greg Porter Jr., these guys are never see the light of day. He started meaningful games for them. And guess what? Imani Bates is on a two-year deal or two-way deal. He got 50 games he can play for the Cavs. The man is a knockdown shooter. Hey, Four, we five need, threes a we game. Need, listen, if, if Evan Mobley ain't going to take him, we might as well get we'll have a money yeah. to <laughs> so, so I hate to really piss all over your victory parade. <laughs> you can't do that how? Like, but I'm going to so, read his. Listen, sound like something a hater hey, would do, G. Listen. Nobody was bringing him in to dominate the G League. Oh, yes, they were. No, they weren't. Everybody said, everybody said. No, they weren't. It's a a stepping stone. Everybody said, listen, if this kid's still in the league in in six months, it'll be a miracle. Okay, so I'm going to read to you his NBA stats. Are you ready? He's played 10 games, by the way. He's played 10 games. I already know. I memorized them. Yeah, they're not good. 1.6 points a game, right? Oh, no. No, no, no. What are you averaging? No. So he's averaging 1.8 points. Let's not short him. Okay. He's averaging a rebound a game. Okay. He's averaging less than an assist per game. Okay. This is where I have a real problem with. Okay. okay? His field goal percentage. Okay. Is twenty four percent. Can we talk about sample that's, size? That's let, let me field, forget that. Jay. His three point percentage me, is twenty five percent. Let me talk about sample size, guys. No, give me an example. Let me give me this. Uh, Mike, you're you're the, the the most knowledgeable basketball fan in this in this room. I would say, is that fair? That's very fair. I hope so. Yes. Or is it Earl? I mean, Earl's a big time basketball fan. Uh, I give the nod to. Are you saying Earl, that just because he's black? Earl can't. Earl, no, I know he's, no, he's a fan. No, but Earl can't dribble. Earl can't, shoot. Earl can't dribble between his legs. Just because Mike he can't played play college basketball. basketball. Yeah, the nod there. goes to Mike. We need to stop okay. it because that's not. <laughs> good. All right, Mike, at, Mike and Earl. Okay. What do these guys have in common? You ready? Ron Howard, Otheus Jeffers, Tim Frazier, Jarnell Stokes, Vander Blue, Lorenzo Brown, Chris Boucher, Frank Mason, Paul Reed, Traveling They were all MVPs of the G League. And Carlick Jones. They were all G League MVPs. Last decade. How many of those guys have an imp- I think there's only one. Uh, no, there's one. Paul Reed is currently hooping right now for the 76ers. Minimoski. He's on a roster. <laughs> uh, but yes. Look. Chris Boucher's an okay player in the NBA. Vander right? Blue is a pretty good player in college. You can just, you know what? In college. The rest, I mean, I, I, you can just ask Mike. Mike, 
B-ball Paul is legit, though. He can play. The, the, in general, the G League, it is maybe of all the sports, because there's no really minor league for the NFL. It's college football. But of all the sports that have a feeder league system, that is the one that, for me, I value the absolute least. What you have on any given night is 10 different guys running around a court with 10 different objectives, all trying to get the eyes of an NBA team. So let me give you an example. He's so a good G League player. I, I'm not I'm going to listen. I'll Mike, give you that. Mike, Mike, well, hold on. Mike never answered the question. Are any of those guys any good? Go ahead, Mike. I mean, like, like I said, Paul Reed is a legitimate rotation guy in the Sixers. Okay. They're serviceable, though. Nobody's a and, star. But there's, and, yeah, there's no star to that group. And Chris Boucher also. Chris Boucher's a good rotation guy. Yeah. Is anybody else, even, any of the other guys even play in a league? Re- read me the names again. Carrick Jones, Traveling no. Queen, sounds made up. No. Frank Mason. <laughs> Traveling Queen. Uh, Frank Mason was really Well, you're a basketball player, player and your see, nickname's Traveling. See, but they tell it on themselves, Tyvis. What? You, because you read names of people that play in these other G League games, but if you were watching the G League and you was watching Summer League, I gave you three examples of guys that was on the Cavs team that are contributing this year. What well, are you well, doing? You get credit for Porter you and Merrill, 100%. So, 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 but, but, but it shows you yeah. what happens when you give a guy an opportunity and you put but him through your system second. and you develop. But you, but you haven't been vindicated on him because he hasn't done anything in the league. Because he hasn't played in the games. Because he's not good enough. Oh, here's the thing. Right now. Uh, well, here's right the now. thing. Except, if I could give you three names of guys that are contributing to a team that's fifth in the NBA, fourth in the NBA, don't even put his stats up. You put me, put me. Well, Merrill. those guys are now done contributing because. Put me, put me Merrill stats up. See, this is ridiculous. Put me Merrill stats up. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Because he's he's one of the best knockdown shooters in the month of January. In the if G you've League. been watching, no, in the G Sam Merrill no, in real life. Oh, you're talking about Sam Merrill. Not anymore, though, G. In real life. He played six minutes last night. That's why no, 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 no. He no. played seven. Let's, you, let's keep it clear. Yeah. Let's keep it clear. Well, that's probably Sam more likely what he's going to see moving forward. averaging eight and a half points, 42% from two, 42% from three. 42% from three points. You know what he is? He's a really good role player. But guess what? He's going to be an off the bench three-point What did you expect I'm giving from the you that. But, G, I'm giving you credit for that. So, that was a good call. And so, for Porter, too. So, but, here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Again, for, you know what translates to, to from G League to NBA? Shooting. Jump shots. <laughs> shooting. But didn't all these yeah, other G guys shoot jump 24%. shots? 24%. Hold on. Watch this. Who? Sam Merrill went from there Your to here. Money. It's translatable. He went from there lighting people it's up to he's lighting people up now. It's only and it's not, in games. And it's not against. And, it, and Listen, and it's in not against, it's against the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> it's against top teams. <laughs> Merrill? Yes. <laughs> That's Is a he? fact. I'm not making it up, Ty. I'm just, I, I, I need I, Jeremy Lin with the people for a couple of weeks, too. Jeremy, Jeremy, everybody Jeremy. ain't a superstar. The reality of it is, yeah. Amadi Bates has a skill set. Is he the greatest person in the world? Like, in terms of all-around <laughs> basketball players? No. But the skill set translates. When Amadi Bates can shoot now, he can shoot in the league. He's shown you that. Go back and look at some season games. He just hasn't lot. done it yet in regular season NBA games. He's 5 of 20. Small sample size. That's well, fair. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think what he's done in the NBA matters to me at this point. He has played extremely well in the G yes. League. I'll give you that. Maybe it's going to translate, but to this point, they don't think he's good enough to play in the NBA. We Is did it, Imani. Imani, we did it. You hear? No, don't, no, don't, did it. don't annoy him because if, if you do, then he thinks he's made it. He hasn't made it. He's he's strong hey. enough to understand that. We got a, a little NFL news, and then we got three super chats. But the last one is awesome, so I want to make sure we got enough time. But Ben Great. Johnson, the Lions' offensive coordinator 
has informed the Seahawks and Commanders he's staying in Detroit. Good. As wow. Will not take a head coaching job. So <laughs> he tripped. I like that. That is a uh, a big move in he the tripped. NFL. I wonder why he. Didn't why would you Seattle? do that? Also, G. Bush. Just so you know, uh -huh. we're gonna interview Amani on Monday. It's gonna air on Tuesday. So Amani Bates Ooh. will be a. Come Tuesday on guest. over here. We just got that uh, locked in. Let me read a couple <laughs> super chats. We oh, big names now. I have a poll result, by Black the way. Black G. I asked. Bates <laughs> we asked the the chat. Is Amani Bates a future NBA All-Star? 51% said yes in the chat on 300 votes. Even G don't believe that. That's what I'm talking about. So Listen. the chat is with you, G. I got oh a couple super God. chats, but the Ooh. last super Brought to you chat. by the people that swear that the best owner in Cleveland sports is Jimmy Haslam. Mm. Uh, the last super chat, we're going to spend some time on. We got two first and the last one. This is, the last one's for you, Tybus, is perfect. Uh, this Young Majestic 3303 oh says... Jay, the man who hates analytics but is over-analytical about everything. Uh, no, I don't hate analytics. I think that's the label that Bull has tried to give me. <laughs> what I have always There's said. There's a tire track listen, rolling over Bull's corpse. analytic, <laughs> it's me. I, I think I've told this story before. I took the ACTs. I bombed the English and everything. I aced the math. I went to my high school guidance counselor and said, I'm going to be a sportscaster. That, doesn't that include English language and writing? I said, yeah. She goes, no, please don't. Following the family business and yeah. become an engineer, and be, be, go to your strength. I and love stats. However, we misuse them. And Joe, I was, my favorite moment in the history of this show so far was when Joe explained the misuse of analytics in the NFL. He said exactly what I always say. Certainly you can't take a sample size of 250, which was built by every team in the NFL, and expect that you're going to be able to apply those same statistics to your situation. First of all, Joe admitted he didn't know that for sure if they do that. We don't know if they do that either. Wait, do what? Use that big a sample size. We don't know what they're using. No, he did. In fact, he said when you use those numbers, you're going off the 250 no, no, he said instances well, in that season. Well, go back and listen to it because I'm pretty sure he said, I don't know that they do this, but no. I thought that's what he said. Yeah. By the way, he also said, as I assume, that every team has a scripted 15 plays. And I love the way not, he explained that. Yes. And then we So you know what? It, it almost sounds like this to me. Instead of the first 15, to me it sounds like your favorite 15. Right. Like Which, these are, based on what they run as a base defense and what we do, these are 15 plays that we can keep in our hip pocket and we can go to, he probably has five for first and 10, five for second and mid, and three for third and short. So it seems like Deshaun Watson may be looking for something that doesn't really exist in the NFL. I, I, that's the way it's. He went to Bernie Kozar package. I call my own stuff. <laughs> yeah. The Amani Bates interview, not I this Monday, that. next Monday. My bad. Not not this coming Monday, okay. but the 11th or the 12th, we're interviewing him. It'll air the 13th. The day the after the Super Bowl, then. Yes. Your interview. So my, yes, I, I had my Mondays bad. backwards. Okay. Uh, Tyvis, two more. They're both for you. The first one quick, the second one I want to spend more time on. Gucci Garrett says, Tyvis, what are your thoughts? As someone who played the game, and some people say the game and sports in general are scripted, like the Super Bowl color theory. Do you believe sports? People are scripted? that say the that only, are moron. The they only thing, the only to play around with this. The only thing that's scripted in the in the NFL is the first fifteen plays. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. By All the right. way, the, that that color theory was disproven. I know. Purple I know. is in. By, you by, know, they both happen to have red. By the I way, was, almost every conspiracy theory I've heard in sports, politics, or whatever are all garbage. Only idiots talk about them, and they've been 
Just lift it up because morons talk to each other let, on Twitter. Let's go to the biggest Just one in the history of conspiracy theories. Do you believe that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone and he was the uh, the sole shooter? We got on a that great day? last super chat, so I, I we'll tell that, that over time. That is we not the great last super chat. Think about this. Why would you? You think I would spend a whole off season training and preparing for just I to mean, go off of a script? What no. level of moron do you have to be to believe the league is Black people don't believe in no scripts. Can you imagine us? No. Tyvis, last super chats for you. Tyvis, this from uh, Mud, I cannot pronounce it. Mud Alhus Devenda. I apologize if I butchered that. Tyvis, among the UCSS crew, who would you want to be your agent, your head coach, and your GM? Oh, that's great. Director question. Steve is oh, the fan hating that's you on crazy. <laughs> so, that, my agent. That's a great question. Agent, head coach, and what? GM. GM. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, Bull is going to be my agent. That's flat out. Really? Yeah, you gonna tell it like well, it you're is. You gonna take Jay? But no, 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 no. You don't want your agent to tell it. <laughs> no, like I it want is, him to bro. tell it straight up like oh, it is. Oh, okay. So they'll say he, he's got tight hips. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I gotta tell you, he's my and, client, but his hips aren't no, real good. Bull, Bull takes no for an. He ain't gonna take no for an answer. Well, that's he gonna true. make sure that he gives he is his a bulldog. Guy. Yeah, you don't exactly. want him to tell the whole truth. Exactly. So that Bull is my agent. Now you said head coach and general manager. Yeah. Jay is my general manager, and, nice. and, and G. Bush is my head coach. There you go. That's so awesome. G. going to put me in the right mindset. We got a winning organization here. Keep me going. Is Jay a meddling two, GM, just, though? Just hey, what what you say? make the most money of the Would three. Would Jay so be, be a meddling GM? I don't know. Not anymore. Would a Jay be players? a meddling yeah, so GM? Yeah, the pay structure has changed uh, dramatically. Uh, that's a good question. Dramatically. Jay would have a question. Would Jay be a meddling GM? Would Jay be a meddling GM, or would he let the people he hires do their job? Look, no, Jay the is job step, of the GM is to meddle. He was stepping no, in. No, see, now the job of the owner is to not meddle. The general manager, by definition, that's his freaking job. Do not, your job. Well, Sign players. Right. It, 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 use but your philosophy to build a team. No. Not meddle in the play. Well, no, there's no, ways no. you can meddle. Of course not. Yeah. No, I think, no, I think, no, no, no. I think Jay's fine game will be off the charts. <laughs> I would. I, I wouldn't be as bad as like as an owner. I might be. Right. If I, I might be like Mark Cuban. Like, yeah. yeah. Boom. <laughs> By the way, uh, hey, put your I, asked, I, I don't know if I asked it here yesterday or Mind on Channel crazy. 5. I might have asked it on, uh, <laughs> at 5 o'clock on Channel 3. <laughs> I might have asked it on Channel 3. You guys remember it if I asked you. I said, why aren't they showing Eminem? Right. Mm-hmm. Somebody sent me a uh, direct oh, he message. He flicked them off. And I loved it. It was like 24 to 7, and he's flying doubles. That's and then crazy. when it was 30-27, uh, He's like this, crying. Uh, bro, that's why they don't show rappers on there. And by the way, shout out to Usher, by the way. Thank you. You made it, my man. It's crazy they put Rihanna over you. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't have Beyonce. Shout out to Beyonce. But, you know, but Usher is finally well, getting the money. Well, off. listen, Usher, you got to beat the West Coast because that's the best Super Bowl I ever seen with the whole I Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. That was yeah, the best that, halftime be show. It's, I know you got some bangers. If you play, I don't know what you're going to play. You can play anything. No, you, you can't beat him at that game. 
So we can't try to do that. They even put because the West Coast deal was the best of Man, all time. That's, about to play that's a mic drop Super Bowl. Show. Can you play lovers and friends at the Super Bowl? We're out of time, no, guys. No. no. Bang. It's a banger. We'll see you next time. But no, see you next time. time. Play. Yeah, they're going to be there. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good topic. You're, you're uh, half your. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.